Welcome to Multifamily Real Estate Investing, presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling. I'm the founder and CEO of Mara Poling. Happy to be with you again this week to discuss a topic that came up recently in a conversation I had with one of our prospective clients, and that is syndication or fund or direct. Which is best? And by that, we mean an individual asset syndication or investing in a multiple asset fund or being a direct owner yourself. There's pros and cons to each. Which might be a best fit for you is your decision. This week, we're going to share some of the background on each of those so that you can hopefully make a decision that works best for you. If you have any questions, as always, please feel free to email me, pat at marapoling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. Don't forget to swing by the Learning Center at marapoling.com. Lots of great content there. We will be launching a new round of webinars beginning in July. We just finished the first six of 2022. You'll be able to find those on the webinar section of the Learning Center. And in the Multifamily Real Estate channel, you'll find the recordings of past webinars. So looking forward to seeing you joining us at one of those sessions. So let's get to this week's content. So let, let's begin with some definitions as to what these are. A individual asset syndication, a multiple asset fund, or direct ownership. So an individual asset syndication is a passive investment where you would be investing with a firm like Mara Poling. We have done individual asset syndications in the past. We currently are not offering any, but that doesn't mean we might not in the future. There are many firms out there that offer these syndications. A syndication is simply a way of describing that this sponsor raises money from a number of different investors who become members in a partnership or an LLC in which that sponsor is the manager. And that entity, that partnership or that LLC goes out and purchases an individual asset. They buy the asset, they operate the asset, and when they're done, they sell the asset and everybody gets their money along the way and they get their money back at the end as well as some profit. A multiple asset fund, which is what we offer today by the Mara Poling Total Return Fund, and many others offer multiple asset funds. A multiple asset fund is a syndication in the same way that an individual asset syndication is. The primary difference is there's more than one asset that's held. And because there's more than one asset that's held, at the end of the hold, at the end of the cycle on any one asset, that asset may be sold and the proceeds could be distributed, or they may be held and reinvested either directly or through a 1031 in another asset. So we'll talk a little about that. Finally, direct ownership. And what I mean by direct ownership is not a syndication. You. Maybe you and a group of other people, but you personally 
have your name or the name of an entity that you own on title at an asset. You buy the asset, you operate the asset, and when you sell it, you have options to roll that money over in a new asset to execute a 1031 or to simply take some of the proceeds, maybe all of the proceeds, lots of control. We'll talk about the values, benefits of that kind of investing as well. So those are the three that we wanna take a look at. Let's dive into each in a little more detail and talk a little about the pros and the cons. So an individual asset syndication, there's a lot of them out there. There are more individual asset syndications than there are multiple asset funds. The value of doing a syndication is someone else does all the work for you. The sponsor finds the asset, does the underwriting, vets the asset, raises the rest of the capital, secures the debt, closes the deal, operates the asset, takes care of all the nonsense that goes on, getting new tenants, evicting tenants that don't pay rent, fixing broken toilets, you name it. They do all of that and give you some money along the way. Maybe it's a monthly or a quarterly distribution, but there's some cash flow. And at some point in time, it's determined that it's time to sell the asset. The asset is sold. And in almost every instance on an individual syndication, the proceeds are distributed back to the investors. Investors get their original investment back and some profit on top of that. The return on an individual asset syndication is not necessarily different than the returns you would see on the other types of investments. One of the biggest differences though is tax treatment. Along the way, those investors are receiving a K-1, a tax document that says there was a profit or a loss that particular year. One of the benefits of investing in real estate is we can take advantage of depreciation, which allows us to lose money for tax purposes while one, the property is generating cash flow, and two, going up in value, appreciating. All that comes home to roost, though, at the end of a syndication. So at the end of the syndication, which is for this one asset, the sale of this asset, in the vast majority of instances, it's simply a straight sale and those dollars are distributed. And when those dollars are distributed, the K-1 that year shows all of that tax exposure from not only the gain, but the recapture of depreciation. So depreciation is an amazing thing we get to do in real estate. We get to purchase an asset, say a $10 million property, and we get to write off a million, $2 million, $3 million or more of the asset. But that isn't forever. At some point in time when that asset is sold, the government appropriately says, hey, you know that break you got from depreciation? You need to give that back. And so there's something called depreciation recapture in which those funds that we saved now have to get sent back to the tax authority. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's actually a lot of benefit because we've been able to use those dollars every year to help grow the asset. But we have to pay it back at the end of the syndication. And on a single asset syndication, 
it's generally at the sale of that asset. Can you do a 1031? <clears throat> pardon me. Can you do a 1031 on a single asset syndication? Yes, you can. It is complex to do so. And for that reason, it is rare that you will see that occur. Another benefit of individual asset syndications, in addition to there being a lot of them, is your commitment is for a relatively modest period of time. It's just for that asset. You're not tying your funds up for 10 or 15 or 20 years. In some individual asset syndications, they're actually structured to be very short investments, two, maybe three years. If that's something that you're looking for, if the dollars in your investment portfolio that you're thinking about putting in real estate are shorter term dollars, hey, I need this money back in five to seven years, then an individual asset syndication might be a good fit for you compared to some of these others. Let's move on to a multiple asset fund. And I use the term fund. Essentially, this is again a syndication. It's simply one in which multiple assets are purchased. There are a lot of different types of funds out there and I can't address all of the details of each. We offer a fund, the total return fund. Our fund has some unique properties that I'll address as we go through that other funds may or may not offer. The big difference obviously is this is an investment in a syndication that owns multiple assets. It could be that the fund that the syndication has already purchased or will purchase very quickly three or five or 10 or 20 assets, whatever the number is that they're targeting, and that they'll purchase those rather quickly. And many funds will have a specified end date. This is a 10-year investment. You're putting your money in and it's going to be tied up for X amount of time. Now, one of the benefits of a multi-investment, a multi-asset investment is diversification. Even if these assets are all purchased in, say, similar markets, for example, we do work in Texas. If they were purchased in some of the growing markets in Texas, yes, they're all in Texas and subject to the movement of the Texas economy, but one might be in San Antonio while another is in Fort Worth and a third one could be in Austin. And those markets are different and do move independently of each other. Plus each asset, even if they're purchased in the same market, is different than the other assets in that fund. Therefore, there is some diversification benefit that's accrued from that. You get the same depreciation benefit, so a K1 that's gonna show losses that you would in a traditional syndication. And in some funds, like the total return fund that we operate, at the sale of an asset, those assets might be 1031 exchanged, which would mean those tax exposures would be deferred. Now that deferral can go on for an extended period of time. As I said, some funds might have a specified end date of 10 years. The total return fund is structured in such a way that it can operate and you could stay as a member of the fund for upwards of 30 years. To address that in our fund, we've added a provision where members can withdraw some or even all of their funds from the syndication at pretty much any point in time once they've been in the fund for a couple of years. That provides some liquidity, which some funds 
can't or don't provide. It's a bit of a hybrid from a traditional single asset syndication so that it gives you flexibility. If you're looking for a 10-year time frame or a 20-year time frame, and then things change in three or four years and you need to get your money out in a couple of years, you still can. Not all funds are going to be structured that way and not all will take advantage of 1031s. It, can, it will though, if it's structured that way, allow you to extend that tax deferral to continue to benefit from depreciation and push out the recapture and the long-term gains payments that have to be made at the end of the syndication. But the syndication will end someday. All funds do. And when they end, it's no different than a single asset syndication. There's depreciation recapture and there's gains. The numbers are much larger because it's over a longer period of time and addresses multiple assets. It's still the same process. So both of these syndications, single asset and a multi-asset fund, end up with each investor having tax exposure, paying long-term gains, and by the way, the favorable depreciation recapture rate on the depreciation that's been taken. Direct ownership is different. Under direct ownership, unlike the syndications where the sponsor does everything, under direct ownership, you're doing the work. You go find an asset, you raise the rest of the capital if you need to bring in some friends or some family. You secure the debt. You hire the management firm and oversee the management firm and deal with the issues that will arise. Real estate is a wonderful lower risk investment. It is not risk-free and it is not problem-free. There are always going to be challenges. And as a direct owner, you get to deal with those. Why would I want to do that as opposed to a syndication? Well, because direct ownership allows you to not only take those tax advantages that we've talked about, the depreciation and so on, but it allows you to run that deferral effectively into perpetuity. Because when it's time to sell that asset, if you choose to sell, and that is your choice because you are in control of that asset, if you choose to sell that asset, you can choose to do a 1031. And if you do that, you defer those taxes. Well, you could build a chain of 1031s that never ends. Unlike a syndication that will end someday, direct ownership does not have to end. Now it can, you could decide someday that you don't wanna own real estate anymore and trim back your holdings or eliminate them completely. And then you would pay tax just like you do in a syndication. But if you continue that deferral, you can defer it essentially until you're no longer here. And then based on how you structure the title, the way you hold these assets, the title that you hold, it is possible, and this is something you should discuss with an estate attorney and your CPA before you make any investment decisions like these, it's possible that you could be available to a step up in basis in which that tax that you're looking at from the gain and these depreciation recaptures, some or all of that could be wiped out, in which your heirs would then inherit these assets without any tax exposure, meaning these deferrals have gone from being tax deferrals 
through true tax avoidance. Now, could that change in the future? Sure, it could. Right now, that's the law of the land. There have been attempts in the past, about 50 years ago, to make some changes to step up in basis. They failed in large part because it's very difficult to determine exactly what that original basis was when you're looking at these long periods of time. So could it change? Sure. Is there any movement to change it right now? None that appears to be successful. So sitting here today, the step up in basis is a very viable investment strategy. Now, one of the differences I just described between direct ownership and a multiple asset syndication or fund and an individual asset syndication is you have to do all the work. We at Mara Polling saw that as an issue that many investors have and developed a capability to support that. So we function as asset managers for direct owners, assisting them with all of that work so that they don't have the headaches and hassles. They continue to have the benefits of direct ownership from a tax standpoint and the ability to 1031 over and over again, but don't have to deal with broken toilets and new tenants and all the other challenges that go on on a day-to-day -day basis. We're not the only firm that offer that as a service. There are certainly others out there. So I would encourage you, if you're thinking about direct ownership, don't move away from it simply because you don't want to be involved in the day-to-day. -day. Find a firm like Mara Polling, and I'm happy to chat with you about what we do so that you have a better understanding of it. Find a firm like us that can help you, and direct ownership may make the most sense for you. So which one of those is better? Well, the answer is for you to make the answer, not for us. There are many investors, and this is why there are more single asset syndications than there are funds. There are many investors that an individual asset syndication fits perfectly with what their needs are. For some, the longer term structure and the multiple asset benefits of a multi-asset syndication, a fund, are more appropriate. And for other investors that are serious about building long-term multi-generational wealth, direct ownership makes the most sense. And for many, direct active ownership, where they actively manage the assets. For others, direct ownership using an asset manager like Mara Poling to help support that. Now, if you're listening to all of this and it sounds interesting, but still confusing, shoot me an email, pat at marapolling.com. I am happy to help you take a look at each of these so you can understand them better. Whether you ultimately find some opportunity to work with Mara Polling or not, that, that doesn't matter. We sincerely wanna help educate the investor community because educated investors make better decisions and better decisions by investors are beneficial to folks like myself and others that do this for a living. We wanna work with investors that are knowledgeable about the investments they're making. It allows us to make better decisions around how we can support them. So if you have questions, shoot me that email. I hope you found this week's session valuable. 
If you have questions, let me know. If you have a question that you'd like us to address in a session, shoot me an email about that as well. This week's session came directly from a conversation I had with a prospective investor just this week. So we'd be happy to hear your ideas and see what we can do to build a session out of that that would benefit not only yourself, but others. Thanks for joining me and please join me next week for another episode of Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Poland.